Hello, D. Lance. Uh, this is Fish Guy. Long time no here. I'm sure you guys are not at all upset about that. I uh, just been listening to the show. I uh, took about a year off, I think. Well, you guys are still pretty funny. Pretty darn funny. I enjoy the commentary. Lance, as always, you are way cooler than D. D, fuck off. Gentlemen, Fish Guy out. Have a great afternoon. Activate my curly hair stick. Initiate Juclaw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. How about them giants there, Wacker? Baseball! <laughs> you excited? No. You proud to be a uh, Bay Area resident? No. <laughs> you know what? I chalked this up to who gives a shit about the World Series? I like baseball. I just don't particularly like the Giants. Oh, so if it was the A's, would you be freaking out? Oh, then I'd be freaking out, yeah. Would you, would you be waving a pennant? I'd have all my green green collar looks on. Rooting for your home team? I'd have my stomper mask on. So you just don't like San Francisco? I actually don't like San Francisco. That's uh, <laughs> pretty funny. I mean, lately it's just gotten terrible. It, you know, it, it is an annoying place. It's too many tech bros <laughs> driving their Priuses. I don't know. It's so, just, uh, it's like, it's like the, and I actually, it's the whole Bay, the whole Bay area is just, everybody's like chicken little whiner. Too many whiny people. Wackery right. hates it. And the, the sky is perpetually falling because anything that happens is, you know, the worst tragedy of all time. So speaking of whining, I'm a bit annoyed. Uh, my girlfriend <laughs> got an accident in the Prius. Are you uh, annoyed because your girlfriend was hurt or because the Prius was damaged? Uh, <laughs> the <carefully>. latter. <laughs> no, you know, it was a fender bender. It wasn't a big deal. I, know, I guess technically wasn't really her fault. It's just annoying that I have to deal with it. And on top of that, it's, you know, you know what, it, what is kind of funny? And, and I think a lot of guys probably, all men probably feel this, but you shouldn't have anxiety about loading your car to a girl. And I felt kind of bad because I, I do. That's not very progressive. No, it, it, it isn't. And I shouldn't feel that way. But I mean, regardless, I do. And I can't. Women I mean, are excellent drivers. Well, yeah. Like Danica Patrick. Some, some girls are excellent drivers. Like I've had girlfriends that are way better at driving than me. Yeah. But I know my girlfriend is not. My girlfriend's totaled three cars. Totaled her dad's car. Okay, not total, but has gotten to some pretty severe They're all accidents. banged up. Banged up. <laughs> Yeah, you look at her car that she drives, there's dents all over it. So, mm -hmm. you know, obviously I'm going to have some trepidation about uh, loaning her the Prius. And look what happened. And look what happened. Exactly. So, so the, the story is, I'm going to make this quick. This, this is kind of a weird thing. I didn't know about LA. So my girlfriend had $1,200 of unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> is she one of those people who just doesn't pay the meter? 
Like, oh. No, it's, you know what it is? It's, it's zone parking. So she'll park like in my neighborhood. There's no meter. You know, you just put, but you don't move your car for street cleaning. Oh. Or she forgets about it. Yeah. And so she'll just get these tickets that. and then she'll just like lose the ticket in her car, yeah. you know, or misplace it and then just forget about it as if it's just going to go away. And right. then it builds up, and then you you know they they apply a fine for late fees, and so yeah, it's it's like you know over the past couple of years, it's like gotten up to like around twelve hundred dollars. I love it when you see people come back to their car and there's a ticket on it, and they defiantly crumple it up and throw it in the in the gutter. You're like, oh yeah, that's gonna work. <laughs> that's out a for good you. job. Yeah, you really showed you really showed the city when they're charging you interest on that shit, and now you owe fucking fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, they're never they're never gonna find you. Just fight yeah. the power. But so so uncouple that with. Uh, she hasn't had uh she hasn't registered her car so there's no registration tags she gets pulled over for that and gets tickets for that she's already gotten three tickets for that still hasn't registered her car and and on top of that no insurance she didn't have oh. insurance for like two years what are you dating al capone just regular <laughs> scoff law and that's what and that's what happened so in la they have these um vehicles that kind of cruise and patrol the neighborhoods with a scanner on the on the roof of the car that just scans everybody's license plates. So they're scanning for stolen vehicles, uh, scoff laws who refuse to pay their tickets. Yeah, and, I've seen the show Parking Wars. What is it all about? Those uh, scanner? I mean, what what are the? Are a these third like, of it is about the people who drive around and uh, with the scanner. So they just cruise around till they get a hit, and then boot you. Yeah, there's a there's a noise. It goes doo and then what happens? They just uh, put the boot break on. out the boot. Yeah. You were saying they don't do the boot in L.A., though. No, they just tow your ass. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah. You got to go there, and then the towing place charges you like $100 a day to keep your car. Like, oh, thanks. I mean, you brought it here, asshole. 80 a day. Um, 80 a day. Yeah, if you don't this get is it how, like This is how when you're poor, you stay poor. Because <laughs> you can't afford the reason to get it. I mean, I don't know about your girlfriend, but you, you know the reason poor people don't pay their tickets is because they can't afford it. Then your car gets towed. Now you're paying $80 a day on top of the tickets with all the... I mean, maybe this is obvious to everybody. But this is why, why when you're poor, you tend yeah, to you stay just, poor. You, you sink into a deeper hole. Right. And so what what happened is her car gets towed. And so she didn't have a car. She's freaking out. And uh, she's like, I got to go to the Department of Transportation. I got to go to the DMV. I got to do all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it sucks that you don't have a friend that could just loan you, you know, her car. And she's like... I don't see you offering or drive you around to all these places or drive you around lend like, moral support she goes i don't see you offering and i was thinking um hmm, very perceptive I, yeah <laughs> very perceptive dear i guess Good I, job, I, I didn't star. think about that you know the thought never even occurred to me to let her right. borrow my car great boyfriend whatever you know i i, I know material. her driving history and you know I, I was reluctant to do it but then I begrudgingly acquiesced. I was like, okay, fine. You can borrow the Prius. Just make sure you get it back to me. And sure enough, Don't drive it through any orchards. (laughs) Remember Jeffrey's big thing about the orchards? Yeah, I don't know what he... I still, to this day, don't understand what he meant by that. He's not up on... He's not big on orchards and having his car in an orchard. But did he... Why would he think that we are going to just have some kind of wild ride through the orchards? I mean, of all the things we didn't want us to be doing with this car, why was orchards at the top of the list? I don't know. I I don't even know. Where is an orchard? What is an orchard? (laughs) Is it just any group of trees? Is that an orchard? Or does it specifically have to be like growing apples or something? And he was very serious about it. He was very specific about it. Yeah, very specific. I think it wasn't even driving through orchards. It was don't park it in any orchards. I thought he meant just don't go near an orchard in my car. (laughs) Well... 
<laughs> that's probably the safest bet. But I think t- specifically it was not to park it in an orchard. Do you remember when uh, I wanted to borrow the car to go to that Judas Priest show? Or we mm-hmm. were going to go to the Judas Priest. And we had to bring him along because he wouldn't let us just borrow it. I know. He thought we were just going to go run amok in orchards with the yeah. car. So, uh, it was not a nice car, we need to point out. Which no, people it was like people a who shitty, know Jeffrey from the show, I'm sure. It was like a was Honda a Accord car. from like the late 90s. Yeah. It smelled yeah. like a fucking prostitute's ashtray. So I, you know, I let her borrow the car and she gets in a fender bender. She got like rear-ended by this dude. And, she, and you think, okay, we're in LA. You know, there's a lot of rich people here. Maybe she got rear-ended yeah, by... Pitt. Yeah, like Brad Pitt or Michael uh, Sarah, someone like that, you know, who could pay yeah. her a lot of money. But He'd be no. very apologetic, Michael Sarah, you could tell. No, instead, uh, she gets uh, rear-ended by a Mexican guy driving a shitty truck with no license plates. Was it Emilio Estevez? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Cheech. Jimmy it was Cheech. Cheech Marin. Um, no, she gets she gets no. nailed by a, a and, broke and, Mexican. You think about it though, statistically, if Mexican you're going to get an, if you're going to get an accident here in L.A. What are the odds of getting hit by a Mexican driving a truck, a shitty truck, with no license plates? Or a Korean. Or a Korean. Same, <laughs> same, uh, same situation. So Varies neighborhood by neighborhood, I assume. Yeah, he ended up trying to uh, work out a deal with her that she would go to his cousin Juan's house in, uh, somewhere in East L.A. and he'll fix the fender of my Prius. Hmm. And uh, she called me to ask me about it and I said, no, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. I was pretty the, uh, the Spicoli method. Yeah, I was rather upset about it, and then I had to deal with uh, with Oscar, um, and then he refused to uh, pay pay what uh, the estimate said. So now I'm like fighting it with insurance, and it sucks, and I'm annoyed. And to make a long story short, I better get a blowjob to to completion for this. And I don't mean to sound like a sexist prick, but for all this uh, you know this service I have to deal with here, I should at least get a blowjob for my efforts. When is it going to be delivered? The blowjob? Yeah. Or the car being fixed? Well, is there some correspondence between the two events? Or All I'm saying is if it hasn't happened yet, you might, be, you might not be getting your desire. I'm thinking I should get a blowjob probably within the next two weeks. Because the car yeah. will have the estimate going, insurance will be, the insurance situation will be resolved. And then I think blowjob um, will be in store for me. Ideally, she would have given you the blowjob and then broken the news to you right afterwards. Nope, she just did it over the phone because uh, uh, the uh, Mexican guy... Guess what, your car's fucked. Bye. <laughs> well, Quick. she called me because the Mexican guy was like, no, nah, you can go to my, house, my, my friend Juan's house and he'll fix it. And she's like, Deb, what do you think? I'm like, what do I think? You're not going to Juan's house. You know, we're going we're gonna to call Geico. That's what we're going to do here. And then you're going to give me a blowjob for my efforts. But I guess I need to get, although um, I think uh, in order to get a blowjob, I think I'm going to have to ask for it. Because uh, yeah, according to the, the new law passed by Jerry Brown in this state, yes means yes, Wackerly. Does just gentle pressure on the top of the head, is that equal asking? <laughs> That's a nonverbal cue. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a laughing matter, right? You know, this is something we should take seriously. Right. Um, I guess my point is... Uh, it would suck to be in college now. For many reasons, but specifically, today we're going to talk about well, one of the sex main, contracts. One of the main reasons to go to college is you're no longer under your parents' roof. You can have sex anytime, you, anytime it's available. You can get drunk yeah. with your peers. I think I got laid about three times in college. <laughs> Literally. 
it's yeah it's not I, all it's cracked up to be it's kind of like vegas you know you're like eh, me and my guy friends we're going to las vegas we're gonna get some meet some chicks nobody ever gets laid in vegas i got laid a lot in college i don't I, i've only had sex in vegas like maybe once but i got laid a lot in college and it doesn't count if you bring your own girlfriend to, uh, to vegas. no that doesn't, but, uh, yeah, that doesn't count. so in, in, in college too when you say you got laid a lot are you talking about girls you were dating or like random hookup sex which is that's what they're selling the you idea know, ran, freshman year I randomly hooked up a lot because there are all those parties, those frat parties that you went to. And I didn't, you know, probably, I probably got laid, I don't know, 10 times, maybe. And in the dorm, you're in co-ed dorms. So Four you just years, meet girls. people, 10 times. Not that great. Not no, as great okay, as they I'm make it I'm saying freshman be. year. The other years, oh. it was like girlfriends and hooking up with, at other parties. But it was a lot easier to get laid in college than it ever was in high school because there's so many more girls around. And everybody's drunk. That is drunk. true everybody's drunk i and that's that's the thing that's what sucks about this yes means yes and that's what sucks about being a college student now is you you have to ask consent there's no just like we got drunk and blacked out and fucked because now it's i'm sure rape. there is a lot of that it's just not advisable given the current political climate at these colleges these big colleges and small colleges i don't think it's advisable to have sex at all in college from what i've read you know, if you're spending a lot of money and you're really trying to like get a degree and like get out of there and go get a job, just pay back your massive student loan, kind of circular reasoning, but whatever. Uh, yeah, you might be advised to just not have sex at all. Unless you have a girlfriend or you're paying for it, I wouldn't have sex at all in college. I would graduate, get my fancy law degree, and then just buy a bunch of cocaine and have lots of sex in the city that you move into. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. Because now yeah, Gordon Gecko. Yeah. No, now it's it's called affirmative consent is what you have to have. So back in our day, it was always no means no. And that's definitive enough. I mean, I understood that. No means no. Okay. I think like, I'm a supporter of no means no. I am. <laughs> it's generally a good concept. You know, if if a girl's not into it, you're you don't have sex. That's just no. how it works. She in your head, you're like, she doesn't really mean no. I think no. This might, is all a game. No, might mean maybe. I think, but you know what? To the, some dudes think like that, and it had to be yeah. explained to them. No, Crow magnet no no. men that are just idiots, and there's a lot of them, a lot of bros. So I mean, I understand how that happens, but you know, so no means no was a phrase that, my God, it's like, it's pervasive. It's been around for what since the '90s, maybe before that, maybe the '80s. I don't know. I mean, they they really shoved it down our throat in college, but like I said, it wasn't anything that I ever was against sexual assault prevention group culture of respect says that no means no is out it's an outdated irrelevant concept students might not even have heard of the phrase how many people haven't heard no means no <laughs> i mean these millennials if, if something's older than two years then they don't they don't know about it i was telling somebody about uh i mean this literally happened it sounds like a made-up story but i was telling somebody at work that i work with so it's not like they're like 17 they're in their 20s I was talking about the movie The Towering Inferno, and I said That's that Steve movie. McQueen is in it, and he said, oh, is that that guy from Journey? <laughs> I was like, no, that's How old Steve is this guy? Perry. Like I said, 25, 26. Good God. Right. Just Steve McQueen. Completely out of touch. Didn't know him. Did you get mad? You're like, it's Steve Perry, you asshole. You no. Philistine. No, I generally don't fly off the handle. You didn't excoriate him? <laughs> I was just like, I think that's Steve Perry. And no, Steve Perry was not in The Towering Inferno, but that would be amazing if he was. But this this could be the type of guy that's like, you know, no might mean maybe. 
Maybe. No, man. No means no. What does that mean? I've never heard of that <laughs> phrase. What? So for these guys, there's a new phrase. It's called yes means yes. Hmm. How can you misinterpret that? But this is like so... I mean, I have to say I'm kind of guilty of this. Not not of roofying a girl. <laughs> but, you know, if you're with a girl and you're dating her and you kind of haven't had sex yet or you're trying to date her and you haven't had sex yet and you want to have sex, you go out drinking. That's what you, and you do. Get really, and, you, and you don't maybe intend to, but you end up both getting really drunk. Well, it's called a social lubricant for a reason. Right, but sometimes a girl who's drunk... She might not say no, but she's too drunk to say no. Well, then if she's passing out and she's so wasted, why are you having sex with her? Not even passing out. (laughs) Not even passing out. Just, you know, engaging in unadvisable behavior, like having sex with me. Okay, but all right. If she was sober, she'd be like, oh, why did I have sex with that Lance Wackerly fellow? So you're saying the next next morning she's just racked with remorse and she's like, I I had sex with this guy. Yep. And uh, then she's going to... I've Governor... already sent her like 18 texts. Hey, how's it going? What's up? Are you mad at me? Then she's going to Governor Jerry Brown, and she's like, uh, Jerry, I think I might have been raped. And you're <laughs> accused, and you get kicked out of uh, Mills Valley College. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm never going to get this basket-weaving degree now. I don't think you get your money back either. No, I think... Well, that's the thing, though. It's uh, the burden of proof in campus sexual assault cases has been shifted now from the accusing to the accused. So consent is an affirmative, unambiguous, conscious decision by each participant to engage in mutually agreed upon sexual activity. And the consent has to be ongoing throughout any encounter. So like you start kissing, uh, is this all right if we kiss? Yes. And you have to say yes as the guy too, I would assume. Yes, I, I am in agreement with you. This is good. I think you have to complete. You have to continuously ask questions about each stage of the sexual congress. What are the stages? <laughs> There's kissing, heavy petting, <laughs> undressing, first base, second base. You know, there, I, I think I'm unclear on which of the bases are which anymore. Okay, but I think when you get to the panties, you have to ask. You have to ask before you do anything. What happens when you're sliding into home and your pants are full of foam? <laughs> what's that represent or is that a different baseball analogy yeah what happens if you're in the nappy dugout (laughs) then what happens that's not even a base (laughs) that's fucking off to the side if the student initiating the sexual encounter doesn't receive an enthusiastic yes either verbally or physically then there's no consent so like Hey, I'm going to uh, finger blast you. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's not enthusiastic enough. Nope. You have to have two thumbs up and you have to be like, yes. (laughs) Thumbs up where? (laughs) Can we do ass to mouth, baby? Sure. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't count. That isn't. No. You got to take it out of her mouth first. How about, uh, hey, darling, my friends are coming over. Uh, I was thinking we could have a bukkake party. Yes. How about the Eiffel Tower? Yes, we. <laughs> we. It, it has to be an enthusiastic guess. The, the whole thing is, what if the guy's like, yeah, I got an enthusiastic guess. I got a head nod. What if the guy's like, yeah, I got an enthusiastic guess, but then she says, I never said yes. He said, she said. Or she said, she said, or he said, well, he said. the burden of proof is on the accused. So then... Uh, burden of proof is on the accused. So... I have to prove that she said yes somehow. I mean, so now what? I've got to like bring my little 
tape deck that I use to record <laughs> record my uh, literature. Uh, what what do they even call it? Class? Is that what you do in college? I forgot. I think what you lecture, need now. Lecture. That's what I was trying to think of. So you got to have your little tape recorder on. But you can get in trouble for that, too, because now you're, like, illegally recording your, your makeout session. You can't, you know, that video camera that you have mounted over there in the corner or Shh. hidden in the closet <laughs> behind the curtains. That doesn't count either. It's not admissible. What about my friends who are in the closet looking through the slats? Can I call them as witnesses? <laughs> your Honor, Mr. Simon was hiding above the ceiling tile the whole time. <laughs> Just recording it on my iPhone. Mm. I want to prove to people that Lance actually has had sex before. So every sh- after she says yes, I'm going to look up at you and be like, did you get that? And she'll be like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Nobody. Will you have like one of those like lariat mics in there so I can get like uh, record all the dialogue? I'm going to have like one of those FBI earpieces. Yeah, you'll have to be mic'd. So you can be like, check. We got that. Roger that. You're good to go. All right, Wackerly, go for the anal. Go for the anal. Ask her first, then go for the anal. It's like Cape Canaveral. <laughs> Telemetry. Boop. Boop. So what, what Boop. happens if she's deaf? So you got to do signs. Oh, so you'd have to sign. This is becoming even more difficult now. So uh, Wackerly, uh, they say here that uh, colleges use a lesser burden of proof than criminal courts. So preponderance of evidence rather than beyond a reasonable doubt. Meaning, I mean, these are some, this is some legal mumbo jumbo, but what you're saying is that you can get kicked out of college for being accused of rape. Yeah. Uh, Without being uh, or criminally You wouldn't accused. necessarily yeah. be criminally uh, convicted of it, but the college can be like, close enough, you're out of here. Yeah. And then, the, and you just think about it. Then could you go, so let's say you get kicked out of Harvard. Harvard policy forbids what it calls an unwelcome conduct of a sexual nature. Conduct Which is, is unwelcome. most of the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm around if a, a person did not request or invite it. So as soon as you get naked, it's unwelcome uh, for most people. But yeah, so they uh, so right there. So you get kicked out of Harvard. Then can you just go over to Yale, or will they will that be on your record? I would think it's on your record. I mean, you're gonna want to transfer any credits you did have, and they'll say, "Oh, well, why aren't you at Harvard anymore? Uh, rape or something like that." I don't, what? <laughs> you raped somebody? Uh, just rape, accused rape of rape. Incident. Rape she accusations were flying around. You know how it goes. She didn't give me two thumbs up. <laughs> um, if I, I think just if you're a guy, you should just, you know, start getting into pegging. <laughs> so wait, you? So then, once you get, so if you get pegged, does that count as consent? I'm just saying, I mean, is she really going to go and say, he raped me? Well, explain it, what happened. Well, I'm pegging the shit out of him, but I didn't really want to. <laughs> if you went to Antioch College, you would actually have to give consent. Consent would have to be given step by step at every point of engagement during the encounter. You must verbally ask and verbally get an answer for every point of engagement. May I kiss you? May I undo your bra? Right. But yeah, you have to get... Um, a definitive answer a verbal response it's crazy like what if uh it probably doesn't work like this but like you know you're like you're fucking her in the ass but then later on she's like he raped me well why because he was fucking you in the ass no but i i didn't give consent for him to be eating me out in the middle of all that (laughs) i said yes to the anal but not to the oral I just don't get how, so what are you supposed to do? I mean, it's just a series of starts and stops. Like, it sucks stopping having sex to put a condom on. 
And that sucks, but it's necessary you do that. But now you're, you'll have Especially to... Especially in college, you got to do that. I mean, do you have to script out like every point of, uh, of, the, of the, uh, the intimate encounter? I'm going to have a whiteboard with a flow chart. It, with check thinking. marks? Yeah. It, you know, they're, they're saying here, there's, here's another um, campus sexual assault uh, 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 organization here, nonprofit called Serve Justice. And uh, with this, the executive director here, um, Laura Dunn, she wants the, uh, the, the, the lesser burden of proof that colleges have applied to criminal courts. So throughout the country, it's just a lesser burden of proof. She's going to get all the states to rewrite their criminal law, the Constitution. Well, so nice. what's, I think what's going to happen in that case, and a lot of, you know, Saturday Night Live did a skit on this, uh, Kids in the Hall did a skit on this, uh, Dave Chappelle, we're going to need a love contract or an app, such as uh, the, this, uh, what, is, what is this called here? It's called um, Good to Go. It's yeah, a new an app. app. Yeah, it's called Good to Go. And it's a, a sexual consent app that lets adults put their lovemaking affirmation on the record. Like we're, we're actually <laughs> at gonna, that point. I'm going to download this and use it with my fiance just for lols. It's insane. <laughs> I wonder how long does she pet kicks me in the balls. But you know what, 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 what? Yeah, I mean, I think she's just kick, your, kick you in the balls just for mentioning it. But, but the whole thing hey, is Hey, I like, didn't consent to that. <laughs> it just amazes me that we're at that, this point now. I mean, how sex, there's no spontaneous act of just sexual attraction where you just have furious sex and then you're done, you know, smoke a cigarette. Now it's like, okay, well, actually, if we're going to have sex, uh, let me uh, load up this app. You need to load up this app. And let's actually list out everything that we're going to do. And not only, not only, not only that, uh, this takes it one step further by admin, administering a light sobriety test. Colleges are fucking weird now, man. I mean, this is like, I guess, just a symptom, one symptom of it or one example of it. But colleges, and I don't want to be like breaking rule 34 or whatever, but call it Orwellian or Hitler. But it's like, it is kind of weird totalitarian. Like the college wants to be involved and have a say in every aspect of life. Like, what about just teaching? And maybe you have some dorms that nobody lives in that past their first year anyways, and you can tell people what to do in the dorm, but beyond that, you know, it's just a bunch of people that pay to, to go to classes here, and whatever else they do, just leave that up to them, and, you know, into the existing laws in the city or state where you happen to be going to college. It's, it's literally, it's insanity. It's, it's so much control in everyone's life, and part of the reason is because you have to cover your ass. You're scared. I'd be intimidated I'd be, I'd be, to have sex. Well, I, I'd be intimidated, and if I had if I had a kid, I'd be scared. Especially a boy, I would be. Well, if I had a girl and she was going to college, I'd be worried that she's getting raped. To be honest, yeah. But if I had a boy, I'd be worried about like I'd be like, hey, dude, keep your fucking dick in your pants. I'm paying a lot of money for you to go to this dumb fucking school and like learn, you know, major in Spanish or something. And uh, I don't want you fucking it up because you like got a blowjob and the girl accuses you of you of rape. So. Yeah, but would this app give you peace of mind? I mean, no, because I think the app can be. <laughs> I mean, I think the app could be used against you. Like I'm looking at it when the screenshots right here, and it says, basically, it says, "Are we good to go?" And then you both like click. And I don't know how this works. If it's just on like the guy's phone, or no, if the girl and the guy both need to have it. Says it says prospective mates both whip out their phones and record their affirmative consent. Um, and then there's a series of questions, like and answers include no, thanks, yes, but we need to talk. Or I'm good to go. 
That that middle one is like the story of my life with the <laughs> passive aggressive relationships. Yes, but like what well, are we gonna fuck or not? That's what that's why you need the love contract. There should be one that's like friend zone. Like, no, we're yes, but we're in the friend zone, so really no. You can help me move though. You like great. This is awesome for me. I love this relationship. Then after that there's a qualifiers, right? That I am sober, mildly intoxicated, intoxicated but good to go. The other story of my life. Yeah, what does that and, mean? <laughs> and pretty wasted. What what is pretty like so she says I'm good to go but clicks pretty wasted, I would think that you're fucked. Not literally, but metaphorically, the school is going to come and toss you out for that. If it's pretty wasted, you can't have sex then, I guess. Right. So you're like, no, but she checked I'm good to go. Yes, sir, but it said she was pretty wasted. Her thumb slipped because she was so drunk, but not that drunk. <laughs> have, you, have you ever tried to type in a girl's phone number when you're super wasted into your phone? Yes. It's, it's very Never difficult. Works. The other time it's really hard is when you're nervously asking her out for the first time. You're like, oh, hey, you want to go get some coffee? She's like, sure. Here's my phone number. Then you're like, your fingers are all like shaking. And you're like, oh, I'm usually much more proficient with my phone, ma'am. Can you imagine navigating this app being pretty wasted? Like if you're super, you're, you're, you're completely inebriated. And you're sitting here like, oh, okay, I got to figure out this if right. I'm drunk. And let's see, are you good to go or intoxicated, but we need to talk? What or, is that? Uh, <laughs> it's frozen. Hang on. I got to restart my phone. So hang on a second. There should be one just called Taco Bell. Wait, my mom's like... calling me. <laughs> <laughs> so they say but you know, here but that you know, I... The other thing is if you're with a girl or you're, if you're a girl and you're like with P-Town... And she just like flips it out and she's like, click, 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 click. Oh, here's this one. And then just click here, click. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. How many fucking times a week do you use this app, babe? <laughs> it says just here, semen though. all over her phone from other dudes. The, uh, I'm just going to go to Taco Bell myself. The CEO says they go to great lengths to say this is not a legal document. It's just a point of data. So it won't even hold up in court. So what's right. the point of even using it? You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's something to help you. I am going to download it, though, just to laugh at it. I don't have to pay. Good to go includes ongoing dialogue during which a participant can change her mind on the record. So there's a reminder screen that keeps coming up that says consent can be withdrawn at any time. And you can press a button saying you're too wasted to have sex. So what are you supposed to have your phone out? So while you're having sex, are you supposed to have your phone out? Is there like a like a head attachment for your phone so you can put it on, you know, like a spelunker. So you can just put it on your head. Like a and GoPro. Then, yeah, like a GoPro. A GoPro you, attachment. A, I mean, you can just wear a GoPro. Yeah, but then once again, you go into the uh, illegal recording of the sex act. I think she is going to see the GoPro attached to your head. I don't think it's going to be <laughs> private. You can just be like, listen, this is a... University rules. This is affirmative consent here. This is recorded consent. I mean, I, consent. I'm assuming you're not actually raping somebody, in which case you shouldn't wear a GoPro because that's you're going to get busted. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Are you texting during sex? You just always have your phone available? I've read that uh, hookers do that a lot. Bad one. The, the uh, you know, even expensive hookers, but the, the ones that people don't give high ratings on the hooker rating websites is uh, one of the constant complaints is that... Uh, they'll get their phone out and they'll be lining up the next guy while you're trying to like finish up. <laughs> Would you say Very something if you're having sex with a hooker and she's texting? This is my $300. <laughs> Do that on so, your own time. So Wackerly, I, I think we need to rephrase this slogan. No, no means no. Yes means yes. Or yes means a hundred dollars. Because I think if you're in college, you shouldn't have sex with any students. You really shouldn't unless you're paying for it. Yeah, if it was my son, I would say, hey, junior, 
Wackerly Jr. <laughs> yes means no. Just keep your dick in your pants. Unless you're or, paying for it. Paying for it. Or, or I think you're fine if you're having sex with a girl who's not a student at the university. Or faculty yeah, or staff campus. or anything. Off campus. A waitress. Go to that shitty community college across the street and fuck one of those whores. Plus, they're easier anyways. They're easier to impress. Let's face it. You're not a great looking guy. Your chances are going to be better. You're not going to have all these weird issues with getting kicked out. But I mean, the community college also probably has this yes means yes policy or their affirmative consent policy. Yeah, but I think the fact that you're not a student there, they can't kick you out because you're not a student. And she's not a student at your school, so she they won't kick you out for having sex with somebody who's not a student at your school. Just go to Burger King or Pizza Hut not and just pick up the waitress. But not, <laughs> not if she's a student. At the, I mean, maybe there's a girl at your college who works the Burger King. So that's yeah. what the app should be. The app should help you figure out if the lady you're fucking actually goes to the college that you go to. Because then there's no affirmative consent. I just, okay, this is what it, it's, yes means no, unless you're paying for it. If you're in college, don't have sex unless you're paying for, for it with a hooker or a prostitute. And then get yeah, a contract. not just paying for dinner or, you know, yeah. like some hot dogs at the old football game wearing your big fur coat. If I was in college now, I would just go to Vegas, have sex with prostitutes there, and then just study the rest of the time because I know that's safe. Don't have sex with prostitutes inside Vegas or you'll get thrown in jail. We'll go to a brothel outside of Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. But I I would probably just only have sex if I was paying for it. So I think yes just means no in all cases unless you're paying for it. If I would have been paying for college, paying for for sex in college, I probably would have gotten laid more too. It should be part of just your tuition costs. Like when you're taking loans out, just know that you're going to have to pay a little extra for sex. Yeah, then I'm, then I'm going to tell my son, you know, like, always just bring the money for the hooker. Don't bring anything extra or you're going to get ganked. Yeah, um, just pay, you're going to pay a little extra for sex. And make just sure you keep an it. eye on your watch while you're there. There's other warnings for uh, if he's going to take that path. So there you go, people. Yes means no, unless you're paying for it. Don't let her steal your cell phone. Or your soul. Uh, this is episode 454 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, you know the way the show works. You send in stories. We discuss them here on the show. If we give you credit, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. Uh, we got some good stories here uh, for this episode. I got one about a camel. A couple people sent in. We, I don't think Joe. we've ever done a story about a camel. That's a camel very Joe Sick and Wrong creature. Is he? I don't know. I think they had to get rid of him because he was appealing to children. You know, a friend of mine in uh, high school got the Camel Joe tattoo. There's a wow. tattoo of Camel Joe. Not Very just nice. the camel. It was like Camel Joe. Remember the camel cash? Yeah, of course. Yeah, remember? So like, it was like Camel Joe looking cool in a bomber. And so it was like a whole, like his whole thigh was Camel Joe with a bomber. And uh, years later, I remember I ran into him like uh, 10 years later. He got the whole thing removed. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, just looks like Everybody a Everybody always said he looks like a penis, skin. but... If your penis looks like that, you might want to get it checked out. (laughs) Before we get to our first story, here's a word from our sponsor. Camel story here was sent in by Josh. Chicago man, Richard Molesky, 
killed by an enraged camel at a Mexican wildlife park. That's all you need to say. That's Story's pretty over. much the that's that's it. So uh, what do you have here for the second story? <laughs> I mean, I, I just just that sentence. I mean, I love that a guy from Chicago goes to Mexico and then is like, oh, what are you going to do in Mexico? Are you going to like visit the ruins, or go to the beach, drink some tequila? No, I'm going to go to a zoo in fucking Mexico. Really? <laughs> you know, they have zoos here in America, right? Yeah, but the zoos in Mexico would be more fun. You could actually go and probably kick the lion in the face because they're just like, ah, we don't have, we don't have any restrictions. You want to get in there? Just go in there. That's D. Simon's idea of fun, people. No, kicking I'm just a saying, lion in, kicking a lion in the face. You could taunt the animals. Probably there's probably a lot more contact you can get into. The animals are probably more diseased. D, know? what do you want to do for your 40th birthday? Well, I've always wanted to kick a lion in the face. Okay, great. Well, we're gonna have to go to a we Mexican to zoo for that. that. Or like D as a child, sick, Make a Wish Foundation. Hey, little D, you're gonna die of cancer. What do you want? I want to kick a lion in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, next next can- next cancer kid, please. Have you ever seen uh, in uh, Cabo? I've heard in other areas in Mexico too. Like I know you can in Cancun as well. They have like these dolphin pools that like some yeah. Mexican just rounded up like three dolphins and they're imprisoned in this dirty, disgusting pool. And for right. like ten bucks, you and your drunk frat boy friends can get in the water and just like ride on them, slap them, play with them. Put your dick in them. <laughs> to be fair, they do this. In, they do this in Florida too, like down in the Keys. So yeah, no, it's it's, it's it's just tragic. And I imagine no, in, you know, girls. If you ever go to one of these places with like your girlfriend or other friends that are girls or something, they always want to do it. They're like, I love dolphins since I was a child, and you have to explain to them like it's gonna be really depressing. It's gonna be really sad. These dolphins probably have had their teeth removed. You know, yeah. it's just like there's no regulations. There's no like. You know, environmental agencies. Their blowhole uh, has a bunch of fucking, like, ick on it. You know, that, like, fish germs. It's all stretched out. (laughs) Deep on frat bros trying to finger bang it. Feels just like a vagina, bro. I know. How easy is it, it, do you think, to open up a wildlife park in Mexico? I mean, (laughs) you just do it. I don't think they're... Saying that it's easy, you know, presupposes that there's some steps that you have to go through. I think you just walk down to the uh, the market over there in the corner and just go mm-hmm. buy like uh, a camel, thirteen spider monkeys, six deer, two An emus, a couple llamas, and a wild boar. No permits necessary. There you go, zoo. There, zoo, ready to go. And then some guy from Chicago's like, "Hey, honey, <laughs> now that we're in Michiwakan, let's uh, check out this zoo they got over there. The brochure and the hotel looks amazing. There aren't even any cages. They just walk around." <laughs> I remember in uh, Tijuana, first time I ever went there, there were uh, these little kids, like, you know how, like, you could you could walk around, and there were, like, these burrows that, that looked like zebras. Like, they were donkeys that were painted with black stripes on them, and you could sit on the donkey with a sombrero, and they'd take your picture for, like, five bucks. You mean zebra? On the, on the, on the zebra, yes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we were... You show the picture to your friends. Look, I was on a zebra. <laughs> Where, in Africa? No, Tijuana. A zebra looks a lot like a donkey. And so we were walking around, and then there's all these, like, you know, in in an alley, you see these little kids just painting these burrows. Like, that's a job there in Mexico. So I imagine it probably isn't that difficult to uh, start a zoo. You could be like, hey, here's a zebra, and it's just a donkey. 
you know, painted. You spray paint a dog yellow. It's a hyena. <laughs> it's, it's probably it's pretty elephant. easy to have a Mexican zoo. <laughs> Strap a big, like, mannequin leg to its face. So the American owner of a wildlife park in the Mexican resort of Tulum has died after being kicked, bit, and sat on by a camel. See, you just mentioned another part of the story that makes it even better. It's an American guy who owns the zoo. Another yeah. American guy. Yeah, no, he went, he purposely went to Mexico. and was like, you know what? I'm going to open up a zoo. It really is our fault that, that con- all those con- that country's problems. <laughs> just, yeah. just listen to this story. <laughs> the Americans were fucking it up. Um, fucking drug wars. Yeah, because they're selling drugs to us. Yeah. Uh, rescuers had to use a rope tied to a pickup truck to pull the enraged camel off the body of Richard Molesky of Chicago. That's what you call a Mexican rescue helicopter <laughs> truck with a rope on it. Just Jose in a pickup truck. Dragging um, you to the hospital. Molesky was 70 years old. So the, the camel kicked and bit him practically to death. So I, This I mean, also explains a lot. Like some cheap 70-year-old guy from Chicago. Yeah, well, I'd like to go to Mexico. Everything's cheaper down there. It's a, your vacation dollar goes further. Well, think about it, though. Uh, you're, if you're an old guy, it's difficult to... Uh, you probably can't even retire now at age 70 here. I went to San Diego, and a zoo ticket cost me $23. <laughs> In Mexico, it was 50 cents. Do all old men sound like Jay Leno? I mean, yeah, she's from Chicago. Uh, I guess That's my yeah, point. I guess so. Um... So Jay Leno here goes down to Mexico. <laughs> He's trying, trying to pinch, pinch Benny's Jay Leno with his fucking 500 cars. The camel kicked and bit him practically to death. And when he was almost dead, the camel sat on him. So between the blows and the weight of the camel on top of him, he was asphyxiated and he died. Is that move called the camel clutch? <laughs> I think it's Clutches yeah. you between his buttocks. <laughs> the camel clutch. It's a pro wrestling move. Oh, yeah. Um, death by camel. Pretty good way to go. It's interesting. It's kind of, I'm sure that camel smells disgusting, especially if you're underneath it. Yeah, I'm sure he really took care of these animals as well. The zoologist that he employed, like cleaned them on a regular basis. (laughs) It's when you need a lightsaber to open it up like a tauntaun and burst (laughs) out the top. Yeah, could you imagine being like, my pet pep was killed by a camel? It's an interesting story. Was he in Iraq? Is that a pejorative term for an Iraqi soldier? No, an actual camel in Mexico. Oh, he owned a zoo in Mexico, and he was killed by one of his camels. That's, that's how he died. It wasn't the owner of the zoo that got caught, killed, right? It was That's two different Americans we're talking about. You know, if you were on a date and you were telling the story about your pet pep getting killed by a camel, I think yes would definitely mean yes after that. Talk about an icebreaker. Yeah, girls like that. Yeah. Flam- family history. They do. Let me tell you about my grandfather. <laughs> Well, if he died in a weird way, you know, my pet pep uh, was uh, killed by a bus, Hmm. crushed by a bus. My uh, grandpa just died because he was, his body was old and just decrepit. Yeah. You're not going to get any blowjobs for that. Hmm. I'll get a blowjob for the bus story. One day, maybe it'll work. (laughs) If if you're pep pep, you should just say he was killed by a camel. Okay. Yeah. Um, How's she going to find out? Yeah. Was she going to go down to Mexico, track down the records? Can I get kicked out of college for that? I said yes, sir. I said yes, but he lied about his grandpa being killed by a camel. That's the only reason I had sex with him. So technically it was rape. Do you think that would be in the good to go app? It's like, we can have sex if 
Grandpa's <laughs> killed like by camels. <laughs> if it can be proven at a later time. <laughs> so it's unclear why the animal, which was uh, in an enclosure, attacked Molesky. Uh, people say that um, the camel was upset about not getting a soft drink, a Coca-Cola. Apparently, yeah. the old man would give the camel Coca-Cola to drink, and that day he forgot to give him a Coca-Cola. Only in Mexico would that be a suitable food source for, uh, for an animal. Yeah, I wish we had, uh, you know, like how David, uh, not David Letterman, uh, Johnny Carson always had like the zoo people would come on. And then if they, we had one of those per- kind of people for sick and wrong, we could, official z- sick and wrong zookeeper, we could ask if it was appropriate to feed a camel Coca-Cola. Well, you ever see that in, uh, like in, in, in zoos here, it's like, you know, they discourage people from throwing food at it. And like you get in trouble, you get kicked out of the zoo. But yeah. people still you sound try like to do you've that. Had, you have experience with this. No, I've seen it before. I've seen like at the LA Zoo. Yeah. Um, they had a at the LA Zoo during the summer. They have like you know nights. It's like nighttime at the zoo, and so the zoo's open till eleven, and you can go in there and drink. And I saw some drunk idiot just throw a beer at a Komodo dragon, mm-hmm. and the Komodo dragon did, but he got kicked out of it. Whereas I think in Mexico, you could probably just walk up to it and feed it a Coke yourself. And the thing, apple, some yeah. peanut butter. Or they say like uh, in uh, China that the zoo's there, you can throw cigarettes at the monkeys. The monkeys will smoke the cigarettes. I have to say that's pretty entertaining. Zoos are more fun in other countries than they are here. Yeah, where they have less respect for animals generally. Yeah. Those so the office zoos. said uh, his zoo park, his wildlife park, did not have any papers proving legal ownership of any of the animals. And he had quite a few. Spider monkeys, deer, llamas, and an emu. What's a spider monkey? Just a little monkey? Like it's just a, one of those little monkeys. Like Doesn't that. actually have eight limbs or anything, does it? No, I think it's just like a, a thin little monkey. Um, Emaciated monkey? Can you imagine getting killed by an emu? Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of scary. It, like peck you to death? It'd be like a raptor. Um, yeah, it was called Tulum Monkey Jungle is the name of the park. No papers. Uh, the, uh, the facility has been closed down, but it said the animals will be either held by the manager of the facility in administrative custody. Um, it said the animals will be held by the manager of the facility in administrative custody, meaning that they can't leave the park, but will be cared for. Animal jail. I think what's going to happen here is they're either going to release them into the wilds of Mexico, cook them into street meat, or sell Bush the zoo. Meat. Yeah, or sell the zoo to a guy named Jorge who lives down the street. Because, uh... I think you, I think you could just relocate that zoo to like maybe two streets over, and no one would care. It's kind of nice living. I wish we lived in a more of a lawless community. Do way more fun. I don't things. think we would do well in a lawless community. No, I don't think we could podcast on a regular basis. We would be, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, in like Mad Max, you know, the guys that are strapped to the front of a humongous truck, big car. That'd be us. <laughs> we wouldn't be humongous. No, maybe it, the little kid with the boomerang. I might be able to swing that role, that job, occupation. Pat Oswalt has a funny bit about that. Was it the sad boy that just gets fucked right up the dirt button? <laughs> yeah, I might no be one choice. of those. I might be somebody's concubine. <laughs> grow my hair out. You wouldn't be one of the uh, the barbarians. Possibly. I could maybe be that helicopter guy too. He seemed goofy. Yeah, well, they kind of need nerds in the apocalypse. Helicopter nerd. 
Yeah. You're, so what did you do uh, before the apocalypse? I kind of light bulbs. was an engineer. Okay, <laughs> you could fly the helicopter. <laughs> now I made this helicopter out of junk I found. Me, I would be fucked, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have here for the second story? Oh, this is a this is a goodie. This is a goodie, mate. A good one. You call that a story? <laughs> That's my uh, crocodile Dundee impression. This was sent in by Eden Kreese, which I don't. I think is that a girl or a guy? Who knows? Probably yeah, related know. to either Steve Irwin or Crocodile Dundee. The, uh, he or she says, "Hey guys, just a typical Aussie's consumption of beer and marijuana over a day. Only difference is this guy killed someone at the end of it." Pretty good aim after so many cones and stubbies. Cones and stubbies. I think those are the parts of your eye that helps you to see. The co- cones and the stubbies. cones and the stubbies. Yeah. <laughs> I think in America we call them rods and cones, but you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, this uh this story has a lot of Australian slang, a lot of jargon that I uh oh, a ton. Yeah, I'm kinda unfamiliar with it. Like uh stubby. What's a stubby? I think for real is that a stub, you know, uh, those red stripe beers, the little short bottle you can actually get Coors beer in the same thing nowadays. I think they're trying to go for some retro look. Oh, you mean the Jamaican beer? Jamaican for beer. <laughs> yeah, man. The red stripes. You're <laughs> talking about the, like, what about the Mickey's big mouse? You know, those like little Mickey's bottles, the grenades. That could be a, is stubby? That a stubby. All right. I think a stubby is just a bottle of beer. Yeah. A short bottle of beer. That's why it's called stubby. It's a bit derogatory. <laughs> to short people? To short people, yeah. Hey, stubby. Like Patricia, if- Patricia Van- Vandenberg told the Supreme Court of Australia, <laughs> I added that for clarity, <laughs> on Tuesday that her world was turned upside down when Ivan D'Angelo, some kind of Russian-Italian guy, he told, uh, took the life of her so- only son, Wade, Nine years after she was uh, lost her husband to bowel cancer. <laughs> wow. That's a great sentence. Yeah, that, that sucks. Death by camel's way cooler than death by bowel cancer. Hmm. We're going to have to test it out amongst some ladies and see who gets laid, laid first. <laughs> well, nine years after she lost her husband to bowel cancer, her son, who was breaking into an auto mechanics, was shot. You know hmm. that I'm a huge proponent of just shooting people when they try and break into your premises, right? Like most Americans. But we, we can do that here. If you break and enter into someone's home, Apparently you can in Australia, them. they frown upon it. <laughs> she says, this is a quote. Uh, she's talking to the accused, Ivan D'Angelo. Not her son, who broke into the place, but the guy who shot him. She says, you had no right. I don't know how an Australian lady <laughs> sounds. You had no right to be judged, jury, and executioner for what he may have been doing. Come on, lady. Yeah, I mean, he was going to rob the guy. Yeah, your son was a piece of shit, and now he's a dead piece of shit. Yeah, but okay, do you shoot first and ask questions later? Like, if someone is coming to your house, would you just pull out your gun and be like, get out? Yes. Or would you just blast their head off? <laughs> uh, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. But here's the problem is, what if you're super drunk? Well, that's the most interesting part of this story is because this guy impresses me. I mean, I'm impressed beyond belief at the amount of... Uh, alcohol consumption and not only that drugs this guy well, is a man, hero no, drugs drugs makes him sound like he's like doing heroin like, or coke or something it's weed. Not, yeah, okay, weed but i mean so it, it's not my responsibility to not be super wasted if i'm in my own home 
Yeah. So don't fucking break in here because I might be loaded as fuck like this guy. Yeah. He, uh, his lawyer, his defense attorney during the trial actually provided the jury with a chart detailing Mr. Angelo's drinking and drug taking habits. And now let me tell you up front, this wasn't a chart that said like six beers after dinner and a joint. That'd be a very boring <laughs> chart, right? But this that's is a chart I want to see. But that's how much I would probably drink. Right. It'd be a boring chart. But this chart, <laughs> so D'Angelo, he actually lived above, uh, he's a panel beater, speaking of jargon. What does that mean? It's like a guy who does auto body work, but in Australia, they call him a panel beater. And the article keeps referring to him as a panel beater, as if that's common parlance. <laughs> he lived above, above the panel beating shop. So this guy and two of his friends, Mr. Vandenberg, who's 26, the guy who got shot and killed, uh, they were trying to break into an auto body place, you know, steal tools, copper. You can sell all that shit and get money to buy your own drugs. To go beat off on some panels? Yeah. Right. panel beating <laughs> uh this guy lived upstairs he got up uh at 7 45 a.m to work uh and he had a after waking up he had a brekkie bong <laughs> was that like a breakfast bong hit or something yeah they keep calling this article this is another australian thing uh they keep calling them bongs but I, they mean bong hits so oh, he had so a brekkie bong hit a brekkie so like he wake he was doing a wake and bake he like woke up in the morning took a breakfast bong hit yeah he works from like eight to uh to like three and in those hours he drank t- 22 stubbies of carlton cold <laughs> well first of all i'm a little surprised that he's not drinking fosters i'm gonna think he probably was drinking fosters and didn't count that but um yeah, they don't count. That's just like with drinking water. Yeah, it's like drinking water over there. But 22 beers. To, so he must be a pretty effective panel beater. <laughs> hammering away on panels, <laughs> wasted. It's like one hand drinking, one hand beating a panel. Dude, you're just pretty much smashing the floor. I think the panel's over there. Oh, After yeah. work, from 3 to 7 p.m., he had six more beers. At 7 p.m., he went to get his car from his brother's place. Now, remember, (laughs) he's had 28 beers at this point and a bong hit in the morning. Then he went back to the factory. From 7.45 p.m., that took him 45 minutes to get the car because he's weaving all over the place. (laughs) From 7.45 to 11.30 p.m., he had another three to four beers. Now you can see it's getting a little more hazy. Uh, He drank another eight to ten beers in a one-hour session from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 a.m. Jesus, how big are they? So when you say stubby, you're saying they're short beers. Yeah, but even those stubbies are like 11 to 12 ounces. God, so he's, okay, for the day's total right now, he's at what, like 34? Let me think, 28 plus 4 32. is 32 plus 10 42, 42 beers. God, I'm so impressed. 39 to 42 if we take into account the hazy uh, parts of this. This man's alcoholism is of like heroic proportions. Yeah, he told the uh, he told the court that he was a chronic alcoholic at the time. Hmm. <laughs> you don't say. It's like yeah, it's it's like almost mythical. From seven thirty to eight a.m., he would have had five to eight bongs, bong hits, and another twenty to twenty-five bong hits from eight a.m. to three p.m. Who's his manager at this at this <laughs> auto body place? Like Jesus. Yeah, I don't even know. Like. Yeah, you take your car in to get the fucking body work done and it comes back looking more fucked up than when you took it in. Yeah. It's like you take your Mercedes Benz in there and it comes out looking like a smart car. 
the inside smells like a fucking Snoop Dogg concert. What the fuck? Is this like normal for panel beaters in Australia? Like, is this normal alcohol consumption? Like, is this not, not really familiar with the panel beating industry in Australia? I mean, even for our alcoholics, like Bob Madigan. Bob Madigan drank a fifth, like at his height of alcoholism, right before he died. Bob Madigan like would wake up, he'd drink a fifth of vodka. Or throughout the day, he'd drink a fifth of vodka and like a 12-pack of High Life. And he wasn't beating panels. He was just hanging out around his apartment. Yeah, he didn't even work. He was on disability. We paid for Bob to live. Well, we paid for we, Bob to drink. You make it sound like the podcast t-shirt money went to Bob's living. No, but I mean uh, the residents of San Francisco paid for Bob to drink. This I guy is that. actually working. He's working. You got it. Somebody's got to pay for all the stubbies and balling. I mean, is weed legal in Australia? Yeah, I'm not sure, but wow. Well, he woke up. He went to bed at 12:30 a.m. and about 1:30 a.m. he was finding it hard to sleep because you're fucking hammered. <laughs> and he had another seven to eight rips. bong hits when he went got up. And at 2:15 a.m. he smoked another four bong hits. And that's when he heard these dudes trying to break into the auto body shop. And he uh, got his 22 rifle that had a scope on it and hung it out the window and uh, took a pot shot at him. And that's when uh, this Vandenberg kid, Wade Vandenberg, 26, uh, keeled over dead. I guess the other two friends took off running, which is what I would do, too. Uh, you know, I'm just so this guy severely inebriated was man- managed to focus his rifle with a uh, with a scope on it. Yeah. And still, man, and still was able to kill this guy. Well, he told the court that um, he just hung the rifle. He didn't mean to shoot him, and it accidentally went off. <laughs> accidentally hit the dude right between the eyes. A likely story. This is like the Davy Crockett of uh, Australia here. Right. Yeah, he's, he's like a mythic character. He's like a, a character of folklore, Australian folklore. There'll be songs about this man. Davy Fosters. <laughs> Davy <laughs> Fosters. Davy Fosters. Drink. Johnny Foster Stubbies. <laughs> And 40 bongs. <laughs> Killed the kangaroo. Babe yeah. Ruth and his blue bong. He's got a blue kangaroo that hops around with him. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said. And a wallaby the guy that he probably fucks should in the cut ass. Down, he should probably cut down <laughs> his drinking, but I, I really have no problem that if somebody's breaking into your place of business and your domicile, just uh, letting one loose at him. How old was this man? Or is this This man? guy? 39. Yeah. So he is our age. Yes. I could never keep up with this. No, there's no way. I can't even come close to Even at my, like, I don't drink as much as I did when I was 25, but even when no. I was 25, like a day of camping, I didn't drink If anybody much. could do this, it would be your brother-in-law. Big Jer. And even him, I don't think he could do it. I don't think Big, I think Big Jer could drink that many beers. I don't think he could, he could smoke that much weed and drink beers. No. I mean... If I had, if, you know, if I was like Daenerys Targaryen and I had to put up my champion to do it, because I <laughs> clearly can't do it, I would pick Jer, but I would be, uh, if it was like, if he can't do it, they're going to cut my head off, I'd be worried. Yeah, trial by drinking. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to put up uh, Big Jer. I, although I don't think I would go up, I'd put him up against an Australian, I think. Not this guy. It's, I mean, if this, this guy must be an Australian alcoholic, because this could not be normal consumption. No. He said he, he admitted he's an alcoholic. Although you gotta you gotta Epic. you gotta admit that, I mean, it's in his interest to say he was an alcoholic and to say he drank all this. I hope he's being truthful. Has anybody validated this? Because you know it's helping him to get this manslaughter charge rather than murder to say that he was super wasted. 
So they must not have that breaking and entering law. Or, or what, what, what is the law here? It's like you could protect your domicile, your domain. When you say here, do you mean California? In, in, in the United States. Well, it's state by state. All right, Texas. Yes, that's called the Castle Doctrine. The Castle Doctrine. That's what I was looking for. Right. So, Don't come in my fucking house if you're not invited or I'll shoot your ass. In California, you can't do that. You have to run out the back door. God. The only way you get, time you can shoot somebody in California is if you're cornered and you fear for your life. Hmm. So back yourself into a corner, then shoot the guy. So just go into a, a corner a knife in his and hand, then just uh, uh, shoot the guy. His dead corpse hand. At this point, I would have just been like passed out, prostrate on my bed, just eh, take whatever you want. Go beat some panels. <laughs> you want a bong hit? <laughs> yeah, you want a bong rip? This guy, he's amazing. This guy is the, yeah, he's Davy Foster's. He's like the greatest Australian hero. <laughs> he's the greatest Australian. He, uh, I, you know, I... I, I look up to this guy. I mean, in terms of uh, alcoholics, I don't think I've ever heard anyone. I've never like read or heard about anyone that could drink that much. He's probably an extremely sad individual. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> looking up to him, oh, that's a little much. Anyway, moving on. People, send your story to hotmail.com. We've got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, people can call Sigrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Before we get to our phone calls, here's another word from our sponsor. Wankers, put down that old, worn-out fleshlight for a minute and listen up. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and buy one item, you'll get three bonus gifts, six adult movies, and free shipping. That's ten free gifts. Just enter offer code DIDDLE at checkout. D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. All right, so we got some phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, got a couple people here weighing in on the squirrel conversation that we had um, a few episodes back. Hi, sick and wrong. This is Sunny. I drank a couple of sakis before I dared to call. I'm like the only German fan you have. And I was listening when I still lived in Germany. And now I live in North Carolina and I'm still listening. I wanted to bring like light in the darkness of the squirrel discussion. So first of all, I am German and I can say squirrel. Mm. Like, uh, <laughs> pretty good. She's she's pretty good at it, but struggling I wouldn't say, she, yeah, I think she's struggling. Like, do you think that was the correct pronunciation of squirrel? Yeah. I mean, I knew what she was saying. Yeah. I'm but, imagining that she looks like Ilsa, the she-wolf of the SS. Yeah, I'm picturing that too. Like in a leather Nazi outfit. With like with the SS skirt. insignia. Yeah. And a and short a leather skirt. Leather mini skirt. And like a Her whip. Her hair is up in a bun, yeah. Either a baton or a she's leather whip. She's helping me with the story. A cat of nine tails. Right. Squirrel, squirrel. And um, we do have squirrels in Germany. They're either red and they have pushers on like their ears. And then we have black. Wait, they have pussies on their ears? What'd you say? Pushies? <laughs> Pustules? <laughs> I don't know. She was like, they're red with pushel, pushies? Bushes. I mean, I know Bushes? what she's saying. It has a fuzzy, extra fuzzy ears. I've seen these before in my squirrel research. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, where, where do you have like a squirrel encyclopedia or something? I have a file. Oh, okay. I have a file folder. Squirrels as well. So, um, as I'm a German who can pronounce squirrel, I'm um, challenging every American to say Eichhörnchen. 
That's Eichhörnchen. That is the German word for squirrel. And no, we are not eating them. We do not eat them, but I did see a documentary once where uh, they hunted, killed, and ate squirrels in Scotland. But it was the American squirrels they brought over there because they are actually like hurting the local squirrel population. So they had to kill them and eat them, which I think is pretty amazing. And then I know that Richard's parents in Kansas, the Richard that is working for Howard Stern, he is, they are eating squirrels. They have them in their freezer. And they eat them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think I should be your outside correspondent uh, in, the, in the United States because you're always so horribly stupid of like what you think of other countries. Mm-hmm. And I've been in a lot of countries, so I could really help you. So um, keep it wrong. Fight. All right, go make another Shiza movie. Aishonshin. <laughs> Aishonshin. Is that how you say it? I didn't really hear her, but sure. That's how. So Aishonshin. It doesn't sound, it sounds so much more ominous. The German language just has these ominous undertones. They take a lot of simpler words, and when they want to make a new word, instead of just coming up with a new word, they just cram a bunch of simpler words together. That's why they have all these big, long words for like very basic things. And it's like a string of consonants. Well, yeah. Um, you know, squirrel. Squirrel. It's such a wacky word. It, has, it just sounds right. wacky. Yeah, you know, no, Eng- the English language is fucked. Yeah, but I mean, here we, we have fun with it. It's wacky. Whereas, like, in Germany, they have no sense of humor. So it's like, Eisenschorschen. It's like, so it's just a, <laughs> yeah, but it's a serious word. And, you're, you know, if you're Jewish, you're going to be like, oh, shit, I'm fucked. I'm pretty sure my grandma ate squirrels. Is she German? Yes, she was, to tell you the truth. Great and grandma is what she I'm ate squirrels. Yeah. Her last name was Gilsenleiter. And I have no idea how to spell it. Hmm. Does she wear a leather miniskirt? Oh, God, she's old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, the Scot- I, I kind of like this idea of a bunch of drunken Scotsmen just running through the, uh, the Scottish Highlands hunting American squirrels. It's just, it's just small game. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but you think I they just, it. you think they use their daggers? They pull their, you, you got to use your daggers there, Scotsman. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Shillelagh. You could be our correspondent if you'd like, you know, kind of North like, Carolina, <laughs> German in North Carolina. How are things going in North Carolina? <laughs> World traveler. Got another call here about squirrels. Oh, Jesus. This is going to have to be a segment. Hey, Dean Lance, you faggots. I love you guys so much. I've never heard I'm such shit spewed all over the airwaves <laughs> in my entire life. And D, you're crazy for fearing squirrels, but I got to let you know, there's a squirrel rise up against humans lately. A guy named Christopher Davis uh, riding in the Levi's Grand Fondo charity ride coming down the hill in Sonoma County uh, was in a bicycle ride and as he was descending, a squirrel darted onto the course and jumped right into his bicycle front wheel, stopped the wheel immediately and threw Davis over the bike into the ground head first. Of course the squirrel was killed, but uh, Davis had a lot of different injuries. He came out of it pretty much okay. Uh, but I just thought D would be interested in this because I know he hates squirrels. So the squirrels are on the attack, you guys. Look out. I love you. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. This is Patrick from Novato. <laughs> Novato. Nobody says that. Novato. <laughs> Patrick from Novato with the squirrel report. It's really hard to wage war on the human on uh, humans if you're like a small furry creature. 
well, look at Planet of the Apes. They're not small. Well, you apes could... are incredibly strong for their size. That's that's kind of the problem. That's why I like that one ripped that lady's face off. Yeah, but in numbers, like it, pound for pound. Planet of the squirrels. Like if you had like all these rabid squirrels that were just, wouldn't you be scared? Like would you be intimidated? I don't think so. I think I just okay. put on my boots and just go stomping. What what you really got to do if you want to wipe out the human race is get really small, like Ebola. Yeah, yeah. Be a really small them. creature that can fly around in the air and uh you know get into people's dick holes and noses and stuff that's if you really want to fuck up people that's the way to go yeah now then that's a way you could wipe out the human race but i do think that if uh, you're faced with a swarm of squirrels like i'm talking like thousands of squirrels i don't think you could i think you'd be overwhelmed flying squirrels both flying squirrels oh. ground well, squirrels flying squirrel in, attack. That's a different issue yeah you're gonna be screwed you know you're a cyclist there wackerly i know you have uh, several bicycles um, have you ever been attacked by a squirrel? No, while... but I can see how it would be, be fucked. Do you wear a helmet when you bike? If I was coming down a hill in Novato, yes, I would. And uh, so would you be concerned that your spandex outfit would be ripped by the squirrel's claws? Yeah, I would. Yeah, see, there are some serious I mean, you don't wear underwear, so it's like there's just one layer of lycra between your nuts and the squirrel's teeth. Is is that a concern though for you that while you're biking you're worried that like a squirrel could jump out? Now it get is into your spokes. Now it is. <laughs> That's a so there's a reason why I don't go into nature and also why I don't ride motor or bicycles. I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to bring an air horn with me and just constantly be blasting that when I'm riding around. Why don't you just get like a it'll scare them away? Why not get a boombox and just attach it to the front of your speakers and like blast your Sarah McLaughlin records? I don't necessarily know if that will scare squirrels away. It might, though. I mean, you'd, you'd they might hear... think that they're going to get a handout because <laughs> they'd hear that and be like, "He probably loves animals because he's listening to Sarah McLachlan." Right, like those ads with you know the animals, pathetic animals in the shelter. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Patrick, for the uh, squirrel report. Um, we got another call here about a man, um, a man and his wife. Second wrong. I got a. A fucked up story from my place of employment last week while well, I work at a casino in California. Last week it was pretty hot, and uh, this dude went in and gambled for eight hours, and then he was arrested. <laughs> eight hours of gambling. You know he's not winning, right? Yeah, but eight hours. I mean, how much money would you go through? Like in Vegas, I go through 300 bucks in like 10 minutes. Same, and then I'm done for the day. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I purposely only bring like, you know, I'm going to gamble $400 and that's it. Because when I, I get drunk, do, I, I get do bad. like 100. I, I do at least like between three and five. With me, it, with me, it's like, it's very, it's all out. You know, I never get like a, this is why I'm not addicted to gambling, because I never win. <laughs> so there's nothing to be addicted to. People don't get addicted to losing at gambling. They get addicted to like, holy shit, I just won 50 bucks. This is fun. And then you put the, the, the rest of the 50 in. And then I just don't understand how people can play slot machines for hours. Uh, I, 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 I mean, have you seen the people who do that? Yeah. They're, <laughs> it's not James they're Bond citizens. out there. <laughs> it's not, uh, you know, it's not some like sophisticated dude with two bimbos on his arm throwing the craps dice. You know, it's I've like never... pathetic old people. Yeah, I mean, what, what's what's the difference? Watch Matlock like waiting the to cars die. And the noise, <laughs> <laughs> the penny slots. Yeah, um, 
but but you know like just regular gambling like i i just i'm not good at it and so when i go to vegas usually what i do is i'll put like 50 bucks in one of those video pokers and just sit at the bar and just do that for two hours and drink the whole time because they'll give you free drinks if you have over 20 dollars in the machines pretty much any casino so i don't even i just gamble really slowly because i lose every time like have you ever won playing those video poker games I mean, I think it's statistically impossible to lose every time, but yeah, like I win a dollar, then I lose 10, then I win a dollar, then I lose yeah. 10, and then, you know, five of those times, and then I'm done. I, okay, I guess I should rephrase that. I, I never come up ahead. Like I never, no, no, like, you never leave with money. Yeah. That's what you're saying. But you can, for, you know, the, the two hours you're sitting there, you can get wasted. And they'll come by, and they'll give you, like, shots, and, you know, whatever you want, as long as you have at least $20 in the uh the video poker machine so maybe this guy was doing that he was just you know put his money in there for eight hours and uh was playing uh video poker and uh this dude went in and gambled for eight hours and then he was arrested i'm coming out of the story kind of diagonally you know wackerly style (laughs) so ask yourself why would he be arrested for gambling for eight hours well, he left his wife in the car in the parking lot in the heat for eight hours. Why didn't his wife get out of the car and go into the casino? She had no legs. <laughs> the cops came and he and he was like, "There's no reason to, you know, send an ambulance. She's she's fine." And the cop was like, "Not only am I sending an ambulance, but you're going to jail." Wait a minute. <laughs> Did he like recently chop her legs off or was she just, you know, uh, paraplegic? Because since when is it illegal to leave your paraplegic wife in your car? She can listen to the radio. She's not an infant. Hmm. Yeah, I don't don't understand why. I mean, I guess maybe she didn't have her wheelchair and he he didn't, you know, he's probably driving one of those uh, handicap vans and forgot to bring the wheelchair. (laughs) Maybe she wasn't in the car by choice. That's what it sounds like. Huh, possibly. But I mean, so your your legless wife, I mean, it's kind of rude. It's rather insensitive just to leave her in the car for eight yeah. hours. She might enjoy the penny slots. Yeah, but I mean, you need to leave the car running. But she is an adult, though. I mean, <laughs> AC. I'm thinking she's probably uh, mentally handicapped as well. Oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, if she's if you leave your wife who's not mentally handicapped, but she's just she's a paraplegic, she probably would roll down the window and say, "Hey, can you go get my husband? He's, he's been got in there for a while. He's got my legs. He also has my disability check. Yeah, he's did. gambling his he's gambling away my disability check. Um, hmm. yeah, wow. So I didn't know though. I I didn't know it was a crime to leave your wife in a car though. I understand an infant. I just didn't know. I thought you could leave your wife in a car. Maybe not for eight hours. Yeah, you could. Or maybe maybe he told... Here's what happened. I'll tell you what happened. He drove his paraplegic wife to the casino, said, Hey, honey, I'm going to go in here. Uh, I just want to... I'm feeling lucky today. I'm going to put a bet on black. I'll be right back out, like a half hour. And, you know, she doesn't have a wheelchair or anything. So she's just like, all right, it's a half hour. I'll just uh, read my book on my phone. And But then he was in there for eight hours. <laughs> she couldn't... She can't do anything. She can't get away because she does, doesn't have any legs. Yeah, but she has a phone. Could she just go text her sister? Maybe she'd been relentlessly texting him the whole time and he turned his phone off. Hmm. So what, what's the crime here? Negligence? Uh, I would guess negligence, maybe even uh, kidnapping. Because she's being held against her will in the casino parking lot. But she could open the door, unlock the door, and crawl into the casino. 
walk on her hands. Come on. You know, a lot of times animals, like you ever see... She's not a member of a freak show. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying... She's a just a normal paraplegic. Yeah, but oftentimes, like you see, you ever see that uh, video of the dog missing its front legs? I mean, every day I watch that video. <laughs> well, okay, but he's got these two little deformed, like, T-Rex legs. Yeah, like, yeah no, I've seen but it, he, like, literally a thousand times. So he could walk on his hind legs. This woman's missing her legs. She can learn to walk on her hands. She it could, is, but she hasn't. It's not a It's not a requirement. I guess the, she'd need gloves, though, because the asphalt would be hot. True. So maybe she was trapped in her car. I, I, I just still am struggling to, to try to figure out what the crime is here. Kidnapping. Oh, well. Kidnapping. I don't think it's kidnapping. All right, we got time for one more story, and then uh, it's a shit story. So uh, let me roll the theme music. Here's the jingle for the sick and wrong bit. Come gather around. It's all about shit. Shit! Hey, this is Ash. Uh, calling in with a shit story of my own, so... Uh, I had a Lance Wackerly moment, almost uh, exactly like he described it, except I was riding a bicycle. Ooh, it's going to sound messy. <laughs> uh, you know, Ash actually, didn't he write the theme song? Maybe. I think he did. I think he did won he the... Did work at Olive Garden at one point? I think he still does. Oh. Or Red Lobster Because that'll or give you diarrhea. Yeah. Those breadsticks. Lay off the breadsticks, Ash. It's the butter. I think, it, I think the butter sits out and uh, goes rancid on the breadstick. Yeah, and, they, you know, they probably just eat, you know, 20 to 30 breadsticks a day because they're accessible. I would. And then that's probably... Comfort what, food. And that's why you get diarrhea. Uh, some years ago, my girlfriend, her brother, and I rode our bikes from our house to a pizzeria a few miles away. Here you go. And it was a Sunday afternoon, and I ate a salad with some of the pizzeria's ranch dressing on it. And I was fine. D does not appreciate ranch dressing because it looks like cum. And he's under the impression that foods that look like cum can have more cum in them than any other food. (laughs) It's easier to camouflage. Not really. It is easier to camouflage. I will camouflage my cum in in black beans and you'll eat it and you won't know. You would know though because you'd see like it would No, you wouldn't. Not if I stirred in. You would still know. You would still know. Because it would be congealed. Whereas in like ranch dressing, how can you tell? One of the, you know, I wouldn't even do it to you. I'm not that kind of guy. But just to prove my point, now I have to do it to you. It's not even cum. It's spit. Anything. You could put anything into ranch dressing, like any secretion, pus. All right. You know, you're just making it easier for me, but okay. Riding back home and all of the establishments in downtown were closed, so there were no bathrooms available. When all of a sudden there was a little rumble in the tumble. Uh, I knew that I didn't have very long before wouldn't your spandex catch most of the uh the feces i don't think this guy wore spandex i think they're on a casual ride yeah but have you ever uh, shit your pants while you're riding your your bicycle no i haven't so but do you think the spandex would hold most of it no hmm. i think it would i think there's less room because it's skin tight so it's gonna all of it's gonna come out rather than any uh storage uh, area establishing itself my sister has had a uh, my irritable bowel sister has had an attack when she's worn tights and she said her tights <laughs> held most of it before, yeah. yeah so there you go i don't know the, my theory wrong. the real i mean the real sport of diarrhea is uh marathons <laughs> <laughs> you see that that famous picture of that marathon well there's runner? tons of those pictures well what's the deal marathon you people just, shitting themselves your stomach hurts because you've been running so far 
yeah, but, you know, and you've been training for this marathon for so long that you're not going to stop. I mean, you know, you've been training for two years to do this marathon. You're not going to stop in the middle of it just because of a little diarrhea. You got to keep going. That's why the Ironman is better because you can swim and just shit in the ocean. Right, you s- shit during the <laughs> swim part. Just hold it till you get in the ocean. This is another D. Simon fact. That's why I D. Simon prefers the Iron Man because you can shit in the swimming segment. I'm just saying it's an opportune moment. Is the swimming in the middle or is it the beginning? I'm not sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it run? You get if it was swim? in the middle. Yeah, then, because you know, after you, yeah, after you ran. I just don't get. I mean, aren't you not supposed to eat like 24 hours before you or 12 hours before you run those things? It's not surgery. No, you need to keep your strength up. Yeah, but then uh, you're going to have, I guess, well, so what do you do? Just shit yourself and just keep running? I mean, I think people take like four hours to run a marathon. That might even be slow. Most people can don't have to shit every you know two hours. I would take um, Imodium. Just to be on the Right, but what if, uh, what if you take the Imodium, then you don't shit? And then you're like, well, no, this is not going to be good. So then there's just, and probably there's extra weight. It doesn't hit you until mid-marathon. Hmm. I wonder if you do that to uh, fuck up the other runners. Like, oh, uh, like an oil slick? Like Spy Hunter. <laughs> Remember the, the game Spy Hunter? Of course. Yeah, that oil slick was, was uh, evil. I played, that game. I played that game recently at some retro arcade. Did you suck at it? Oh my God, it's fucking impossible. Yeah. It's impo- not even like, oh, this is hard and I can't get as high of a score as I used to. I mean, I couldn't get like one minute without dying. Yeah, you know, I, I played that recently at one of those barcades, those yeah. like arcade bars. And uh, yeah, I, I put, I think I spent about 50 cents trying to, and I couldn't even last longer than a minute. Right. It's a difficult game. It is, and I used to love it. I love the, uh, the, the what's it, was it the uh, gun thing? What's his name? Peter Gunn. Peter Gunn, Peter Gunn theme, yeah. I would probably shit myself, and so we started riding our bikes through the neighborhood rather quickly, ignoring all the stop signs and dashing through traffic. And finally, I thought I was going to lose it when a great sight appeared over the horizon. There was a public restroom at a playground, and I got off the bike. (laughs) nighttime by now. It's dark, and I'm like, okay, we're good. I go to the door. And I open it, or well, I didn't open it. I shook it and found that it was locked. So all hope is lost. I knew that if I tried to swing my leg back over the bike to get back on it, I would probably lose that. Yeah, but you know what you should do at that point? Just go into the covered slide. (laughs) You just go in there and just let it go. I mean, no one's going to see you. You wipe with your underwear, then you leave your underwear behind. Yeah. I will control, so... I just went over to the playground, backed up against the little half wall, dropped trowel, and proceeded to take a nasty shit right into the sandbox at the playground. <laughs> He's like a cat. Uh, I didn't have any toilet paper on hand. I did happen to have a little notepad in my back pocket, so I just ripped out some pages from that, uh, wiped up, got back on the bike, and headed home. So, yeah, there's my shit story. Enjoy. It reminds me of your book. Yeah, it is kind of uh, very, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> but I blamed, I, I framed somebody else at the end of my story. But um, You could have framed those pages. 
<laughs> I wonder what his uh, girlfriend thought about this. Do you think yes meant yes that night? Once you've been dating a girl, they just they don't care. I mean, it's kind of amazing to me. You know, I, it it does kind of blow my mind. They're probably, I mean, they're probably laughing at you more than anything. I, I think it's also if you have, if you've been dating for a girl, she's desensitized to it. If you've been dating for a while, but if you but if you just met her and they've been together for like six months, I don't even think it's desensitization. Diarrhea. I think it's uh, guys are more freaked out about their girl doing something like that. Then and girls just don't really care. They're like, yeah, you had diarrhea. What's the big deal? Because I think it's because girls like so much disgusting shit is going on with their body at all times that you know diarrhea just one more thing. It's kind of a non-issue. Yeah, it's completely a non-issue. I'm. I mean, I think the the part with me is uh, it'd be difficult for me not to think about it. So I'd have to bring it up and talk about it <laughs> yeah. and uh, discuss it and just be like, hey, remember that time when you shit yourself? I mean, you of mean course, earlier today, I would be an adult about it, but I think I would, it would be difficult for me not to, um, to talk about it. I know. So I've hung would, out with you and your sister before. I knew exactly what would happen. Well, I'm just saying it would affect my relationship with my girlfriend because I'd just be thinking about that, that incident, you know? If you were the one who had diarrhea? No, if she did. <laughs> I because think both. I think you'd be bringing it up even if it was you. If, if I had earlier diarrhea? today how I had diarrhea in that <laughs> sandbox? That was crazy. <laughs> right. Um... Yeah, so Ash, that's a tragic story. Just lay off those breadsticks, dude. It was the ranch dressing, if you'll recall. Do you, do people dip breadsticks into ranch dressing at Olive Garden? Come on. <laughs> you even have to ask that question? You know people ask for a little... They didn't even order a salad. Well, I guess the salad's free, too. I mean, you know they ask for a special little cup of ranch dressing. To dip just your, for that purpose. Yeah, and for, especially for uh, people that eat pizza. Like That's a big Michigan thing. Dip your pizza in ranch yeah, it's dressing. Yeah, from the Midwest. I, and I love people that, you know, there's these pizzerias where like, I refuse to give people, like, come on, dude. You fucking sell pizza. I actually, I like uh, I like ranch dressing on my pizza. So do I. It's good. It's good. But you ever go to um, Little Star, that bougie pizzeria? In Is the that mission? one of those places where they won't give you ranch? It, they won't. And they kind of get upset about it. Like you right, ask they get them, upset. They're personally insulted. They should be like, uh, you know what? We don't have ranch dressing here. Little Star is good, and in, in, uh, but there's even there's now now pizza there's all these gourmet pizza places. I don't know how it is in L.A., uh, but like you know they're really really serious about their pizza. Yeah, but so if you ask them for rain, like a side of ranch, oh, would no, they be no, personally no. insulted, like in, yes, offended yes, about it? Of course. Well, in, in, yeah, I mean you're saying even Little Star is offended, but these yeah these gourmet places you can't even get into. They're packed, you know. Um, and, and so you you order one of their specialty pizzas, and they're like, so you're gonna drown it. In ranch dressing. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> give me my ranch dressing, you asshole. All right. If you, yeah, if you won't give it to me, then I'm taking this to go. I'm going to go home to my big industrial vat of ranch that I keep in my fridge. <laughs> but, the, you know, but ranch dressing is dangerous, once again. There could be semen in it, or it could be rancid and give you diarrhea. So, Yeah, you got to keep an eye on that expiration date for these cream-based dressings. Be careful. I'm trying uh, to bring back Thousand Island. See, Thousand Island is like ketchup and ranch, right? It's something. It's <laughs> it has, disgusting. It has pickle relish in it's it, too. Disgu- it's so foul. I love it. It's great. Would you put that on your pizza? I would. I had, never have, but I, I have vile. had it on my French fries. Ah, it's just, it's vile. I never like that. It's I'm not great. a big fan of most salad dressing anyway. <laughs> you um, know all those oils are good for you. You're the kind of guy, you buy fat-free dressing, don't you? Fat-free uh, vinaigrette. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's not, you know that's not good for you. Why? What's wrong with it? 
Well, first of all, because fat doesn't make you fat. And all those fats that are in dressing that are like, you know, uh, polyunsaturated or the other kind, whichever is good for you, because I'm not really an expert on this. Uh, those are the fats you're supposed to be eating. Those are the fats that are like good for your heart, your skin, uh, you know, uh, the plaque on your heart. I guess I said heart already, but uh, it keeps all your shit all lubricated. So go back to go back to full fat dressing. I don't if you think live a long life. I don't think full fat ranch dressing is good for you. In Possibly. moderation, everything in moderation. Yeah, but in the Midwest, they don't do moderation. Moderation in the Midwest is like a bucket of ranch dressing, just all over your food. <laughs> and you any tried kind the new of ranch food. flavored Slurpee. <laughs> Delicious. People call the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, if you're listening to the show on iTunes, we appreciate that, and we thank you. Uh, we've been getting a lot of uh, recent comments and uh, ratings, and uh, that's really cool, actually. Uh, the reason we like that is because if you rate and comment about Sick and Wrong, it boosts us up in the rankings. More people watch the show. It's a win-win situation for all of us. Uh, so go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, and rate today. Uh, also, as I mentioned last week, we are selling ridiculous prints of uh, myself and Wackerly on our site. Just go to sickgroundpodcast.com slash store, and you can order two different kinds of prints. Um, you can order both. I noticed a lot of people have been buying a Quado t-shirt and a print. Um, it's a good way to, uh, I, don't, I don't know what they, what do you think people are doing with these prints? Do you want to know? No. Because <laughs> I think they're like cutting out the eye holes and, and uh you know, putting mirrors in there and doing weird, creepy fucking serial killer shit. And that's what I, I've seen some people, you know what, actually people, why don't you take a picture of where you, uh, of what you're doing with the print. I know some people frame them and, uh, and sent us like pictures of the frame with the next to the flower or whatever. That's nice. That, that Give is Give it nice. to your grand. But I guarantee there's some weird Englishmen that are just doing awful, unholy things to these pictures. So um, I would be interested to see that. But anyway, you can go buy a print right now, com slash store. You can also buy a Quado T, the uh, new and improved hot pink Quado T on a black shirt. Um, and I'll throw in some stickers. Uh, finally, Sigurong's song of the week is uh, Body Count. Remember that band? Body Count? <laughs> the Ice Tea Metal Venue. Ice Tea Metal Band. You know, we were talking about a couple weeks ago that there aren't enough African Americans uh, playing metal. Well, this is an African-American metal band. Kind of fronted by Ice-T. Um, they're playing tonight in L.A. I think I'm going to go check them out. Why? Body Count. Because they, they like released a, a new idea. album. I think it would be hilarious. I mean, he's on Law & Order now. He can't be <laughs> anti-cop and then go and be on Law & Order. The whole fucking show is about how great cops are. Yeah, well, that's the thing with, uh, with rappers. Either you so. die young or you just uh, grow up to be a family sitcom Star. Is he still married to that lady? Thing? With the huge breasts and butt implants? Right. Coco. Coco. Isn't it named Coco? Coco T. <laughs> it just looks like a freak of nature. But yeah, so uh, they're, they're, they'll probably be performing their big song, Cop Killer. I'm going to end the show, though, with a song called Pray for Death off their new album that was released this year. So we're going to end the show here with Body Count. People will be back next week with episode 255. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night. Pray! Pray for death!
audience. Uh, this is Dee. So, uh, yeah, I have been drinking. Why do you ask? Um, so anyway, I was taking a bubble bath earlier with Hecubus, and um, he, he, was, he was asking about you, and um, we were talking about how you watch all that tranny porn. And um, I was just kind of curious, one straight man to another, um, are you, like, kind of curious about the things that they do? Because, um, well, it's just, I uh, see, never mind, you know. Um, but, hey, uh, you know the song uh, Ring of Joy by Pansy Division? I think it's really like that one. I was thinking we should use that for the song of the week. Let me know what you think. Bye.